Welcome to The Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm Inyash Brodsky. And I'm David. All right, this week we're going to be talking about the election, as if you thought it would be anything else. So let's get right to it. Wes, who won the election? Well, well, that's in hot dispute right now. Wait, no, it isn't. Joe Biden won the election. Yay. Fake news. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Joe Biden won the election. The Democrats um, did not win the rest of the election. Uh, The Senate is divided. Right now it looks like it's going to be 48 to 50 with two runoffs in Georgia. Um, And the Democrats lost a few House seats but kept the House majority. So this is kind of interesting. It means that um, people don't seem to really have a problem with the Republicans considering how much they've been Trump's bitch for the past four years. They just wanted to get Trump out. Well, I don't think that is what that means. Because, no, what it means is we live in a stupid system with stupid rules. Um, I haven't actually looked at the numbers. Stop being a sore loser. It (laughs) means that the Democrats are bad and the Republicans are worse. And people, when you... It, the, the takeaway from this election is that when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And in this context, <laughs> that means two sides, which are not identical, but are approximates of each other in terms of morality and competence. And America played stupid games, and now it's won stupid prizes. So in that, that is... sense, yes, it does mean that thing you were just saying. But they're like the... Put it this way. The Democrats deserve to lose. The Republicans deserved to lose worse. And that's kind of sort of the outcome we got. So justice, as far as I'm concerned, was served. I strongly disagree on the fact that Democrats and Republicans are equally uh, bad at both morality and um, efficiency. Not efficiency, efficacy. Competence. Competence, thank you. That, that is the worst take. I didn't say they were equally bad. I you said did. they were approximates. Now, approximates doesn't mean they're the same. It means they're close enough to not be worth the bother of doing the complex work to figure out which one is worse. I don't think they're close enough. I don't think they're close at all. Well, uh, of course you do. You two are partisan hacks. <laughs> <laughs> You're partisan just for the side that never wins. Okay, oh, Joe Jorgensen would have won the election soundly <laughs> if Donald Trump hadn't been a spoiler. So you that's, take that back. I sir. mean, that's true. Nice. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! I I feel like that's just that's just the worst take there. Um, You're the, the worst take there is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, I think. That uh, certainly getting Trump out is is a, a very good result um, that I'll talk more about in uh, my troop deployment. Um, I would have liked to see the Senate, the, the Democrats get the Senate. I don't I am not confident about this Florida election. Um, it does look like Florida is going to go blue for the presidency, but um, they're traditionally a red state and Trump won't be on the ballot anymore. Um, and I just I, I have a feeling the uh, conservatives are going to be very angry at this loss and turn out in very large numbers. Uh, so I'm expecting a 48 to 52 Senate. Lame. Yeah. Um, what I was saying earlier is, though, that this result does not indicate that that the American public preferred 
um, a Biden president, but a Republican Congress. Um, what it shows is just that the rules for each are different. And if we I, I haven't looked at the numbers, but I would I'm very confident that more votes were cast for Democratic senators than for Republican senators. Um, I don't have to look up the numbers because that's just I'm sure that's how that's what happened. Um, oh, yeah, so in terms of across the nation, if we if we had if we had a decent system, the Democrats would be in control of Congress. And the only reason they're not is because we have stupid rules. But it's no, you define um, you define the stupidity of a system by whether or not it lets Democrats control everything, though. So that's a bad argument. No, I define a the system uh, by how I define how well a democracy works by how well the party that wins gets the most power. Like the party that gets the most votes should have the most power, and if it doesn't work that way, it's a poorly defined democracy. Okay, I know this is a trope, and like, oh god, a you're not going to say it's a republic, are you? Point, but don't say America it's a republic. Not a don't say it's a republic. Oh my god. I know, I'm that's sorry, why but it's if dumb. You go around defining things by whether or not they're good democracies and they're not trying to be democracies, then that's also not a good argument. Oh no, it's trying to be a democracy. Th- it's just failing. No, at it's it. not! Well, I think his argument that's is that maybe it should like be trying to be a democracy. I mean, I mean, that's just trivially false, but okay. I wasn't trying to be a democracy in 1776, but people certainly talk about it now like it's a democracy. Okay, well, revolutionary France was a democracy, and that didn't turn out super hot, so... Uh, alright. Whatever. (laughs) Wouldn't it be harder to, um, pivot back to a more federalist system where the federal government has a lot less power if we went the full direct democracy route, though? Oh uh, yeah, I, I look. I don't. I don't think we should. Uh, we should do direct democracy. Um, I don't think we should have the people voting on bills um, necessarily. Uh, you know, see what happens in California. Sure, but I if don't you, want that. If you like had national representative parties, uh, that that would kind of break down the distinction between the states, and that is one of the few things that you know a federalist system would want to keep is a strong demarcation between individual states. And oh. Um, you wouldn't have necessarily have to do it that way. I think you'd have the same pressures pushing things toward nationalization that you do now. But so, so, I mean, you say you don't want people voting directly on policies, but I've actually softened considerably towards direct democracy in the last couple of weeks because, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, as much as both major parties lost this election, drugs won and they mainly won through, like, direct referenda, and I am 100% okay with this result. Yeah. Like, the the takeaway from this election, from, like, a will-of-the-people perspective, is fuck the Republicans, fuck the Democrats, fuck Donald Trump in particular, drugs are cool. And, <laughs> like... Since apparently that's the will of the people, I've been giving the people short shrift, and I'm willing to eat crow about that, because <laughs> I am pleasantly surprised. Well, look, I mean, I, I agree that direct democracy would certainly be better than the system we have now. Um, but I think the system we have now would better reflect the will of the people if it was 
uh, made more democratic um, in terms of how power is apportioned in the federal government. And just to be more accurate, not everyone is saying drugs are cool, but they're saying that uh, criminalization yes, of drugs are. is really bad. Well, not everyone no, who voted. Cool. <laughs> are, okay, fine. You, but you can think drugs are uncool and still think that the uh, criminalization of them is net awful. I mean, that is true, but also I'm trying to, like, paint the demos in the most charitable possible light here. It's a new look I'm trying on. Nice. I yeah. don't if like it so kids, far, drugs but are cool. yes, drugs are cool. This is the this is the second podcast I've recorded in as many days with a pro drug message. By the way, nice. Yeah. All right, I, I, but I'm just I just don't I just object to any characterization of this election as people preferring a Republican Congress. People didn't prefer a Republican Congress. People in you know the strategically correct states preferred Republicans, um, and that's why we have a Republican Congress. It's not like the country as a whole, wanted a Republican Congress. Yeah, but if the Democrats are systematically terrible at appealing to the people in the important states, then, like, I I'm sorry, but after a certain point, I just need to... You have to question how much the Democrats actually care about achieving their policy agendas versus how much they care about stupid virtue signaling games when clearly they put much more value on the virtue signaling games than they do on actually winning at politics. Well, maybe they place more value on appealing to the 50 million people that are in there, you know, they actually represent, as opposed to the 5 million people in that they don't. And uh, it's not exactly their fault that the 5 million people have such huge sway that everyone else is supposed to um, follow their whims. That's how the that's how the median voter theorem works, though. We, we aren't dealing with a perfect median voter system. Half the people minus one half are dedicated partisans of one side. Half the people minus one half are dedicated partisans of the other side. And one person is the kingmaker. And everything in politics where there's any wiggle room needs to be about appealing to that one person. That's just... Like, if you want, like, if you want, if democracy is what you want, then that's just something you need to accept, because that's just how democracy works. No, like, but if that is how our country worked, the Democrats would be in power. Yeah, that would be great. The problem is our country doesn't work that way. Yeah, and the fact that the Democrats don't play that game means they care more about virtue signaling than they do about doing stuff. And so you know. can't complain when they don't do stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. They are appealing to the median voter. No, they're not. Within a solid 48 hours of the election being called, there was a slap fight going on between the Blue Dog Democrats and AOC because AOC didn't think that they were socialist enough to be welcome in the Democratic Party. She was attacking the Lincoln Project because... They weren't woke enough for her taste, despite the fact that they were probably non-trivially responsible for Biden winning instead of losing. Right, but Biden got four million more votes than Trump did. They're obviously appealing to the median voter. So the, the problem is the median voter doesn't matter in our system. What matters is the strategically placed voter, and nobody really the, knows yeah, how no, to appeal to that person. Yeah, the strategic median voter under the rules of the system. 
But there's no such thing as the strategic medium. Of medium course voter. there is. Is it the median voter in Pennsylvania or is it the median voter in Wisconsin or the median voter in Florida? Like you can't, those people are all different and they all want different things. I, I think both parties are, if they're guilty of anything, it's, it's caring about their reelections too much. I don't think you're going to, I don't think it's reasonable to argue that either party is not concerned enough with getting reelected. I mean, one party is blatantly, obviously not concerned about getting reelected, especially as it compares to like having to sit on the same side of the aisle as people who don't completely agree with them about everything. So, and that's the side you're constantly complaining doesn't win enough. But you're so... ignoring how elections actually work. No, like, I'm not. If... You are. And more importantly, the Democrats are. No, if Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Cortez appealed to the median voter, she would just get primaried. That's how she got in in the first place. There was a more moderate member in that district, but it's a super liberal district. So he got primaried by AOC. You can't. Every member can't appeal to the median voter. That's just not how it works. They have to appeal to the people in their district. Yeah, so they need to appeal to the median primary voter. And then right, they and that's need what to AOC's appeal doing. to the median overall voter. Wait, those are completely different Exactly. People. That's why the system is bad. But it doesn't have anything to do with any of the reasons you think it's bad. But it also doesn't mean that that the Democrats don't care enough about winning elections. Of course that's what it... Okay, you know what? I'm bored of arguing about this. Right. Let's move on to the next news story or I'm going back All to right. dogs. So, <laughs> I accept your surrender. All right. That's not Biden what meant, but okay. Is... Nope, I'm cutting that part okay, out. Okay, boomer. Um... <laughs> uh, all right. So, since Biden has won the election... Um, He's he's released plans for what they're calling a flurry of executive orders. And uh, so there's a lot of the good news is that a lot of the uh, really shitty stuff that Trump did, he did by executive order, which means it can be undone by executive. Uh, not the best way to run a government, but it's what we got. So we'll take it. Um, he's planning to rejoin the Paris Climate Accords, uh, which is good. He's planning to rejoin the World Health Organization, which is, you know, questionable. Um, he's going to undo the Muslim ban. Good. Reinstate DACA. Good. Um, it's the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, which is sort of the placeholder until we can get the DREAM Act passed. Um, he's vowed not to interfere with any Justice Department independence. That's not really a thing he can sign an executive order about, but hopefully it's a promise he keeps. Um, and he has already formed a coronavirus task force uh, to hopefully manage this a little bit better than trump has um i'm in favor of all of those except you know possibly the who one because they kind of suck but uh the cdc and the fda probably suck worse so maybe on net the who is good i don't know what do you guys think i think that the who is it's worse on the merits but it also has less power so, like, the FDA isn't beholden to China, which the WHO clearly is, and China cares for, far more about, a, uh, about uh, advancing China's own realpolitik agenda than it does about, like, world health and stuff. But they also don't have the power to, you know, 
ban drugs by default and review them at leisure like the FDA does. So the FDA ends up doing more harm, but the F but the WHO is worse. What what does rejoining the WHO mean? Like do did we pull out someone who was in the in the in the body and now we're sending a, someone back in? Well, we stopped funding them. Oh. Yeah. Is that Yeah, Trump Trump just said, "Look, we're not we're not going to be part of this organization anymore." Uh and, and you know, stop Put a stop payment on the checks. Okay. Uh, wow. It was one of his decisions I kind of agreed with. Um, but it's also... I, I don't know. I feel like the WHO does a lot. Um, and they've really, like, shit the bed on this one. But might be important for other things. But I don't know. They're definitely beholden to China, though. And that definitely caused problems with this particular situation. So I am certainly sympathetic to arguments that they're not worth our time and money. Speaking of things that aren't worth our time and money, oh, Paris Accords. <laughs> Those don't even cost anything. It doesn't, but it distracts us from the real solution to global warming, which is nuclear power. Obviously, you morons. Does it distract from that? I yes. thought our only commitment was to decarbonize by 2050. N- yeah, no, it's not that, like, it comes with commitments or anything. It's just that it, like, it makes people feel like they're doing stuff to fix the problem when they're not doing the stuff that'll fix the problem. Oh. And, like, forming a committee hmm. to explore the possibility of having an investigative uh, option into looking into ways to maybe sort of solve the problem by... 2250 or something like this is a problem we could solve literally tomorrow if we just unfucked ourselves about nuclear power and we aren't doing it because we're fucking morons who deserve to die damn david that's a spicy take yeah i oh god i just i the more I learn about nuclear power and the policies, the problems it could fix and the policies that prevent it from fixing those problems, the more I just conclude that this species is doomed and we will be the architects of our own destruction, not in any, like, cool or sexy or meaningful way, like if we had a nuclear war or built a super intelligence that murdered us all, it'll just be because we're so fucking stupid. Well, I disagree. I knew we shouldn't have let you read Where's My Flying Car. <laughs> you said nothing of the type. But I... also someone has to read it. I think that we are entirely capable of working our way out of this. I hope you're right. I'm just in a foul mood today, I guess. Yeah, you know, I think I think rejoining the Paris Climate Accords is a good thing um, because it, I don't think it does a lot, but I think it um, it it lets us at least show the world that we care a little bit and can give us some. Um, some way of trying to hold other countries to their commitments as, as long as we're keeping ours. Um, I agree that nuclear is the obvious solution here, and it's very, very stupid that we're not taking it. Um, but we're not, and I don't think the Paris Climate Accords are the reason. Um, so on balance, I think it's it's good that we rejoin them. I don't know enough about the Paris Climate Accords to have an opinion. Ba- basically, any environmentalism that comes from that 
like basically neo pastoralist neo Malthusian place I just cannot stand. I do not know what those words mean. It it means that uh, you think people are bad and people having energy makes people happy, and so we shouldn't let people have energy because then they'll be happy and there'll be more people and people are bad. Didn't didn't you literally just say people are bad like two minutes ago? <laughs> yes, but I still think there should be more of them. Like it's. I thought you said like, we deserve people to die. Are, yeah, people you, are. You, you, the, I you you are holding very inconsistent positions, David. I am. Con- I find myself confused. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Let me clarify. People who think people are bad are bad, and people who think people deserve to die deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, we have but you are put one those, of those bad people, people who did. No, it's it's. I think it's like a liar's paradox type of thing. So I think I'm safe. Uh, and oh, also, we have for some reason decided to let those people be in charge of what kind of power we should generate. So they keep chasing stupid pipe dreams that make electricity more expensive and make sure more poor people freeze to death in the winter instead of just solving the problem with the obvious technology that we've known about for a long ass time does anyone else like is anyone else struck by this never really occurred to me before because i guess it wasn't really an issue before but like the election was decided by the ap news basically like I don't think there has been an official government statement where the government has said, these are how the uh, electoral votes in each state went, and this is who the next president is going to be. It's just been the AP. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen till like mid-December, I think, when the states certify their results. It, is that not like weird and kind of concerning? No, I mean, that's how they, that's how they always do it. Um, and it's no, it's never been wrong before. I mean, it was wrong in 2000, but they quickly, like, corrected. Yeah, I agree that it's weird. I, I thought it was concerning, but I honestly am out of fucks to give. Yeah, I mean, the weird part, the, the part, that, the only part that would be concerning is that they sort of project the winners based on what the numbers are as they come in um, before all the votes are actually counted. Um, but... That the votes get counted quickly thereafter, so there's a mistake, you know. The the states do report what the the numbers are and how many votes are outstanding. So somebody somebody checks their work pretty quickly. It just depends how fast they can count the votes. I I don't I don't think I like it. I think it sets up too much um possibility for people being outraged if something changes and just. Well, what do you think they should do? I just I don't know. Not call it. Let let the um let it be unknown until the actual election results come in? How about we just have people stop paying attention to elections and start paying attention to being cool? By being cool, of course, David means doing drugs. Yes. That is one way to be cool, but not the only one. Um, I don't know. These three cool guys pay attention to politics, so... One of them does it under <laughs> And the other two... D- don't really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he was going to say the other two aren't actually cool. Uh, yeah, well, you know. I was thinking about that was, it, but then I decided that was That was kind of the mean. insinuation. Um, uh, David, coolest host. Yep. I mean, that much is obvious. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of cool guys, this is a perfect transition to our next story. Rudy Giuliani 
at Ace Cool Guy held a press conference two days ago, which was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, He so just the facts are that he held a press conference to announce all the the legal challenges that they're going to give to the uh, to the election results and and all the you know the the fraudulent votes that were counted and the 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 valid votes that weren't counted and rah and and you know kick up a bunch of nonsense um and he did it at a place called four seasons total landscaping which is in north philly in Tacone. and i don't know if you guys are familiar with philly but Tacone is not really where you'd want to hold a press conference um it's it was next door to a porn shop and uh, across the street from a crematorium, and it looked like it was looked like a parking lot, and they taped up a bunch of like Trump flyers to a garage door, <laughs> and had Rudy stand in front of it, and it's just the how did this happen? <laughs> they ended up at Four Seasons Total Landscaping. I imagine that somebody said book us a Four Seasons so that we can make this announcement, and someone went on Google Maps and got it completely <laughs> wrong. but there's so much there's so much that had to happen for no one no one to catch this like did they call the four seasons hotel and the hotel was like no you can't host your event so they were like oh god donald told us to get the four seasons better go to the landscaper clearly they just googled four seasons phone number the first number that came up was the landscaper and some intern called them without checking and said, hey, we need to book an event at your location. And the guys at the Four Seasons were like, uh, oh, okay, I guess? Well, that's, but that also just raises more questions. Like, what are these Four Seasons guys thinking? They, when they get uh, the call from the president's campaign that they want to host an event there. They were actually pretty cool about the whole thing. I checked on their Facebook page and they were like, hey, we don't know what we're doing. We don't love Trump, but I mean, he paid us. And <laughs> like, we'll take his money. We're cool. Right, but like they they get this call. They're like, oh, we want to host a press conference at your landscaping <laughs> shop. Like what? Maybe they uh, thought Trump was finally going to announce infrastructure yeah. week. I, I do yeah. want to. But they are actually being very cool about this. They are selling now Four Seasons Total Landscaping merch on their website. <laughs> nice. So their, their slogan is make America rake again. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. I, I do want to say it's apropos that they had this press conference between a sex shop and a crematorium, considering that America told Donald Trump to fuck off and die. Ah, <laughs> uh, very, very appropriate. Um, but there's, I, I promise you, we will have updates on this story because there are the the best journalists in the country are looking into this, and they're they're going to get to the bottom of what happened here. Guys are probably already booked so, on Letterman or something. Oh, probably. <laughs> or whatever the new kids that took over after Letterman are. So, now that Trump is leaving office, uh, do, I mean, do you guys want to talk about the the fraud allegations? Do you, do you think it's even worth bringing up? Uh, which fraud allegations? You mean the vote fraud? I don't know. That yeah, like that the Trump that Trump is refusing to concede and claims there's all this fraud and that he I won the election. Rawr. Well, I mean, it's worth bringing up in the fact that if his base believes him, it could have some serious violent consequences 
All right. Well, I mean, that's pretty much the whole story. Trump is claiming that there was massive fraud that, you know, in the states where he that, that, that a bunch of votes for him weren't counted and that a bunch of fraudulent votes were cast for Biden. Um, and, that you know, he keeps he keeps filing all these uh, uh, court cases that get tossed out and basically making his lawyers file frivolous cases for which they should be disbarred because that's a violation of the ethics code. But what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, he is out there telling his supporters that he won the election and this is fraud and Joe Biden's illegitimate and he's now refusing to release, uh, there's, it's not even him. It's like some federal bureaucrat has to sign some papers to start the transition process and they're refusing to sign those. So it's just a big mess. Well, so that's going on. It's dumb. Um, we wish that Trump was not doing that. And as Ineash pointed out, it could be dangerous. Um, I don't expect, I guess I expect some violence because of it. I don't expect a, a large scale violence, but I do expect some small scale violence and that sucks. It's weird because when blue uh, people are unhappy, they riot and destroy the cities that they live in, which is really fucking stupid as it is. But like yep. they have that, that outlet to the anger. Whereas like when the red people uh, are really upset about government stuff, I don't know, like, they're not going to all get up in buses together and go to a city to riot, so I think what tends, I mean, they kind of are. But what tends to happen is just, like, a few of the really crazy ones go on lone wolf, you know, attacks, right? Yeah, I mean, that is historically what's happened. Um, sometimes, you know, gangs get together and storm a uh, certain location, but yeah, it's generally, the, the cities are very blue, so they're generally outnumbered wherever they go. Generally, they make inept plots to uh, to kidnap blue team governors. Oh, God. I still think that was completely incited by the FBI. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. Yeah. But, yes, that is the kind of dumbass shit they do, and then they get caught immediately. Um, but, you know, I just – I feel like there's going to just going to be, like, you know, people getting into fistfights and possibly getting shot. Honestly, I think the red team coping strategy mostly involves making – doomsday bunkers out in the boonies stocked with ammo and canned food which honestly is a pretty healthy coping mechanism as coping mechanisms go they do buy lots of guns um that's just because the blue team perennially engages in threats to not let them buy guns so that's just like perfectly reasonable buying things now when you think you can't buy them later that certainly does does seem to be what they think the blue team's threatening that that's literally what the blue team's threatening that's something they say all the time i mean certain people do joe biden certainly doesn't um obama certainly didn't and that was i think the most gun sales ever in the country's history (laughs) were uh obama's you know like the the first month he was in office yep um when there was no, no plans at all to to do anything about guns but it's it's Certainly, certainly the blue team does send the impression that they are anti-gun when it serves their purposes, even though they never do anything about it. Um, so one of the things that may be motiva- motivating Trump, and this was speculated about before the election, but now that he's lost, um, there's you know some more people that are talking about it. He may end up in jail because there are um, certainly federal crimes he's committed. And as Biden, what Biden said is he's not going to interfere with his justice department. If the AG thinks that they should file charges against Trump, then they can go for it. Um, now those charges will probably not actually result in anything because Trump will be able to drag it out. Uh, 
basically until he dies. Six months from now, because he's old as fuck <laughs> and eats a bucket of KFC every day. Oh, he's please, that guy's it. living to, to a thousand. Um, Pisa, but yeah, he, he, there's so many arguments about executive privilege and like what can come in in, in evidence um, against him and who's allowed to testify and, and that sort of thing that, that the legal experts have looked at it and, and say that, yeah, he could probably drag this out forever. Um, but state charges are uh, another story, and he's under some tax fraud in, indictments right now. Um, and there's some uh, New York charges that he's facing. So I will be interested to see where that goes. He can't just not respond to subpoenas once he's no longer the president. Yeah, honestly, this I feel like this augurs pretty badly just because, like, if we get to a position where the only way for sitting presidents to avoid criminal charges is by staying in office, then that encourages more of this, uh, shall we say, coup-like behavior we're seeing from Trump. And, like, Trump's a fucking moron, so it's not that scary in his case. But if next election cycle we get, like, a Tom Cotton or someone like that who's like Trump but not an idiot, then that could potentially be really bad. Um, But on the other hand, it would be really, really satisfying to see him in handcuffs. And I don't mean handcuffs that Stormy Daniels put him into. It's pluses and minuses. I need to take my joys where I can find them. Yeah, I think so. I think the dangerous part of that is, and I completely agree with you, that it is bad if presidents, you know, the only way they can avoid going to jail is to remain in office. But I I think the dangerous part is this weird Justice Department rule that they made up that you can't prosecute a sitting president. Um, You know, if he's if he's committing felonies, he's committing felonies. So I am very much in favor of a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy style. uh, presidency where the success of a president is directly proportional to the number of years of their term they spend in prison. Uh, honestly, I feel I feel like we would solve a lot of problems if we just made a rule where the number of, of years you spend as an elected official when you leave office, you need to spend that many years in prison. I mean, that would be... Very stupid. I agree. If yeah. nothing else, it would fix up the quality of American prisons quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, that's true. I um, I mean, the reason that you couldn't prose- prosecute a sitting president was, in theory, a really good one to avoid the constant law- uh, nuisance lawsuits from the opposition. Well, no, the the uh the president does have to answer lawsuits. That's how they got Clinton. There's already a rule in place that you can file a lawsuit against the president, and he has to cooperate. Um, that that's exactly what happened to Bill Clinton. Um, it's only criminal charges that they say they're immune from while they're in office. Ah, so that the um, opposition, if they have any uh, any state attorney generals, can't constantly be harassing the president with criminal charges. Well, then, that's right? that's not the no, because you can. Um, this was a Justice Department policy, actually. So it was it was it would be the president's. Attorney General and the President's Justice Department prosecuting for federal crimes. Um, so you wouldn't have an opposition party there trying to 
trying to do is this. Is he not immune from state crimes too? He that that remains to be seen. Uh, there is no there's and there's no actual immunity. It's a question of can he be prosecuted while in office. Right. I was under the impression that he was completely unable to be prosecuted by uh by by the states as well. Uh, and that is that no no court has ever found that he is under indictment right now. Um, what he's basically doing is just ignoring every summons ah. and subpoena, and none of the states so far have you know tried to arrest him. Right. Um, because they they just I guess they probably just don't want that fight. Yeah. Um, but there's no there's no actual rule that says that can't happen. It's just the power of the presidency kind of allows you to hide from uh consequences that way. That's interesting. Yeah, I wonder what would happen if, you know, some state cop showed up and tried to, you know, physically manhandle <laughs> the president into a cop car. I imagine the Secret Service would have something to say about that. I figure so, too, but maybe, like, if they have warrants and... I, I don't fi- know. I figure yeah. so, too, but I really hope that the thing the Secret Service has to say about that is, all right, checks out, I guess we're going <laughs> to be protecting him in j- jail. Jail? <laughs> well... Well, this all looks in order. Take him away, boys. <laughs> uh, so, real, be real quick before we uh, go away from the um, Trump uh, denying that he lost the election story. Unexpected hero in this whole thing has been Fox News, which has been speaking directly to the Donald, trying to just persuade him that, no, they actually did take an L on this one. And he needs to chill the fuck out. Huh. Well, it's funny because it's the uh, you, there's actually a uh, a clear division right now between the news side and the opinion side, which uh, there there isn't always. But yeah, the news side is very much like, uh, no, yeah, Donald, you lost this one. Um, you, and and they were the first ones to call Arizona. Uh, and, and it's uh, it's really it's really kind of refreshing to see them being like that. But then you switch over to the opinion side, and, and Hannity comes on. He's like, ah, oh, voter fraud everywhere. Trump won. Well, Hannity's obviously fishing for a job as a news anchor at Trump TV, and I wish him the best. <laughs> oh, God, Trump uh, TV. It's going to be so good. It's going to be the best oh, fucking uh, reality TV you've ever seen. What do you think? Two years and it's bankrupt? I'm giving it a solid three, six three months. months. <laughs> yeah, right. Trump just just decides not to pay anybody. Yeah. I would love to see who's willing to find. They should that. be happy to work for him because he loves America and America loves him, and he's a winner and not a low energy loser like those cucks at Fox News. No, he's not a loser. He's uh, he won he won this uh, election. It was just stolen. That's all. He's a victim. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Eniash, the next story is yours. All right, so uh, this was just something I really recently Googled, so I don't know uh, too much about it. But uh, apparently, um, AOC, uh, Acacia, God damn it! How do you say her name? Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Ocasio Cortez. Okay. Anyway, so she has a gulag list. She has a list of political undesirables. I, I, I'm not sure I would call it a gulag list, but yes, she uh, is definitely saying things along the lines of, you know, is, are people keeping an archive of everyone who worked with Trump in any way? And um, and there is basically calling for these people to uh, be remembered and to never have another job or political appointment. And I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of people that are 
forced to work with the government when it's the U.S. government. Um, I'm certain there's some people that deserve um, shaming and ostracization, but there's now like a group that uh, is jumping on her uh, her lead here. I don't know if I don't think they're officially um, endorsed by her or anything, but that are just creating an enemies list of everyone who uh, who worked with the uh, Trump administration. And I think this is like a bad sign to to just create a list of everyone who who was working with Trump and saying that these people are now forever pariahs because I mean, that just is that's what increased polarization and going to lead to even further terrible things down the line, right? But Ash, didn't anyone tell you cancel culture isn't real? <laughs> yeah, this is well, findog.png. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, this seems um, not great. Uh, you know, I I would you know, if I was like if I was hiring uh, someone if I if I had a bigger law firm that actually had employees, yeah, I might uh, hesitate to hire someone who worked with the Trump administration. I feel like that maybe says something about a person and what they're willing to do. Um, but I don't I don't like the idea that people are going to be pressuring other people to you know. Be, for, for lack of a better word, have them cancel. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hire someone who worked for the Trump campaign because they're all fucking morons, not because they're <laughs> political undesirables. Well, I'm also worried about the fact that one of the most powerful people in the nation, like, I, I would consider every person in Congress to be at least the top 2,000 most powerful people in the nation, um, is pushing for this. That that is uh, of creating a list of people to be canceled. Like that's worse than just a Twitter mob. This is like someone with actual power trying to get this going. But please tell me yeah. more about how your quote unquote democratic socialists just want us to be more like Sweden and definitely aren't planning gulags. All right, and that takes us to happy news. Yay! Our first piece of happy news is from Eniash. So Pfizer is one of the companies working on a COVID-19 vaccine, and they are saying that their tests are going very well, and it may be as much as 90% effective, which at first to me didn't sound like very much because I was like, well, I mean, we got rid of smallpox and mumps and all that, so they had to be close to 100% effective, right? Turns out, no, like the, the mumps and measles, actually, we didn't get rid of mumps, but we're vaccinated against it. The mumps and measles vaccines are only uh, between 88, between 80 and 88% effective. And it turns out like if you just vaccinate absolutely everyone, there's enough immunity out there that these things just can't get started, can't get going. So 90% uh, effective is really fucking effective. And if everyone gets yeah. the vaccine, assuming of course that it really is that effective and works, then uh, we're going to be in damn good shape. Yeah, Fauci was saying that 50% effective would be good enough. To get it, start getting it out there. Um, Pfizer was hoping for 75%, and they hit 90. So this is really good news. Um, and you can tell it's not complete bullshit because uh, Pfizer's stock like skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, so the investors seem to think that this is gonna this is gonna translate into a, a real vaccine coming out. Um, so this is looking yeah. good. Apparently, though, it's that the U.S. Uh, hopes to start vaccinating high-risk groups by March. Like, come on, that's five months away. Why, why can't you start it in January? Is it really? Is that their their estimate? Or Trump will be the president before then. Well, I don't know if that's their estimate. That was yeah. the estimate of the World Health Organization, who we were earlier oh, shitting well. on. So 
maybe it'll be yeah. faster. Uh, we're, not, we're not even part of that, I so have, what do they know? I have heard that they're going to try to start production in January, uh, but... Uh, I mean, let's let's not yeah. lose sight of the fact that they could be starting production now. We are at this they point definitely could basically be. completely certain that this drug that this vaccine is extremely safe and effective. And so, like, give or take a little time to build up the physical production capacity. I am comfortable. Which we actually should have. Yeah, I am comfortable saying that every single COVID death between now and when this vaccine rolls out is entirely the FDA's fault. Didn't Bill Gates already fund the creation of six different factories to uh, yes, I, yeah. on? I don't know if that I don't know how relevant that is to this exact vaccine, but yes. And if that is relevant, then that just makes my point even clearer. And the FDA should give an emergency youth bleh, emergency youth authorization for this now before they murder more people. Yeah. So yeah. good news. They definitely should. Uh, all right. Next piece of good news is there has been a winner in the drug war, Woo-hoo! and the winner is drugs. <laughs> Yay! Uh, several. As David uh, pointed out earlier, um, five different states legalized marijuana, including New Jersey. So uh, I'm going to be getting high legally soon. And by soon, I mean like a year from now because bureaucra- bureaucracy. But you still can't pump um, your own gas. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I did it in Maryland the other day. It felt so liberating. Uh, so, yeah. So legalized marijuana. Um, uh D.C. and Oregon um, legalized mushrooms for uh, for medical use. And Oregon decriminalized all drugs uh, in small amounts. Um, They're making possession a summary offense that you can either pay a fine or go to rehab. Um, And in practice, that probably means they're just not going to harass you about it. So that's very interesting. I propose we buy, like, a rundown hotel or something, refurbish it, and then have a rationalist-only drug palace in Oregon. (laughs) That sounds really amazing. If there was, like, an actual drug palace, it probably wouldn't be small amounts of drugs on the premises, though. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But, you know, everyone individually has a small amount. Yeah, that makes a yeah it can be bring your own math (laughs) byom we'll just we'll just have everyone contribute to the uh the paying off the fines (laughs) of everyone who gets caught with it we could also have like a just just be part of the rent one half it could have two wings one wing would be the drug wing and the other wing would be the rehab wing wing so after they catch you they just send you to the other wing oh brilliant that's perfect this is foolproof all right, so congratulations on drugs to winning the drug war. Yay. Um, your trophy's in the mail. Whereby, whereby trophy, you mean highball of cocaine. <laughs> I mean drugs, yes. <laughs> uh, all right, so more happy news. Um, Australia has discovered two new species of marsupial. Um, they are a species of glider, which if you've never seen a glider, they are one of the cutest animals These on the These things are fucking adorable. Yes, they are. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll link the the 
article in the show notes and I highly suggest you click on it because it has lots of photos of these little these little gliders and they look like little possums crossed with like lemurs they look like if you crossed a furby with a squirrel hmm. yeah but not terrifying a little terrifying a little, I mean I guess if it talked like a furby it would be yes. pretty terrifying at least there's no beak. but Mostly, they're just yeah. adorable. So not as adorable as um, dogs, though. You're and, right. uh, I right. was wondering why that picture kind of creeped me out, and I think it is because it looks kind of like a Furby. <laughs> yeah, just it does. They don't talk, so it's a lot less scary than that. Um, all right, you have some other happy news for us. Uh, yeah. So in January, with uh, Joe Biden. Um, Winning the presidency, uh, Champ Biden will become the nation's first shelter-adopted first dog. And um, if you're wondering why I've spent the entire episode talking about president's dogs, it's because we talked about this before the episode, and I horribly, ill-advisedly pulled up a bunch of articles about president's dogs, and they are adorable and perfect because they're dogs. Um, also, Champ Biden is very cute and a very good boy. And this one article I found that has pictures of all the president's dogs also has just this awesome picture of Trump looking sad and alone in the middle of a park because he doesn't have a dog and therefore is a bad person. Yes, and Champ Biden will be replacing President Trump's pets, uh, nothing and nobody, because tre- President Trump is a joyless asshole who doesn't uh, have any No, pets. he'll be replacing President Trump's pets, Jared and Junior. <laughs> the, the, uh, the first ever android Americans in the White House. All right, more happy news, this time from Eniash. Okay, the uh, Mississippi um, state flag is changing. Uh, I didn't realize that they had actually gotten that far with it. I thought it was still one of those pipe dream things. But uh, for those who aren't familiar, Mississippi is one of the states, I think it's the last state, did all the rest of them get rid of it, that had the uh, Confederate battle flag? This is the last state. Okay. Uh, And they're finally getting rid of that. Uh, The vote is going to be put to the people in November as to what the new flag design is, but uh, at last they are joining the uh, 19th century, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) that's the that's the 20th century the the 19th century actually had the confederacy yeah but by the end of the 19th century it didn't better late than never right (laughs) indeed all right but yes no no more official confederate flags at least Mississippi. god i fucking hate the confederate flag so much like yeah. it, it it represents bad things, but like so do a lot of flags. It's also just like not a very good flag. And it just offends me in every possible way. Like I think it's like, it, it, offend, flags, it offends it's me symbolically, it offends me aesthetically, it's just oh no, it's too busy. But it looks cool it's on the roof. It's too of busy. A Dodge it's Charger. like it's like the British flag decided to like Went through an edgy phase cool. and decided to yeah. spray stars everywhere. I like I mean, things when things go through an edgy phase, honestly. I was, I was going to say, I'm kind of with Eniash on this one. That sounds cool. Yeah. It was, I 
but uh, it it's evil. terrible. It was, it's not cool, yeah. and uh, we're glad it's gone. Now that I've uh, tricked my two co-hosts into defending the Confederate flag, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, why, no. why don't you tell us about the new flag and how it's definitely good and doesn't have any problematic elements at all? Oh, both the major uh, candidates for the new Mississippi flag have the words, in God we trust on them, which is, I don't know, personally for me, sickening. Um, I am one of those people who for years marked out in God we trust on all his paper money because <laughs> I was offended by it. Uh, then I stopped having as much Amazing. free time and stopped doing that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's total bullshit. I am sad that they are doing that, but it's still so, so much better than the Confederate flag that I think we just got to let them have a pass on this one. And maybe they'll join us in the 20th century soon enough. Yeah, in 100 years, we can get them to take yeah. it off. All right. Uh, more good news from Eniash. And this one uh, this one actually happened a while ago and went under the radar. Yeah. I was brought to my attention uh, on our Discord, the well, uh, the Basin Conspiracy Discord, uh, and I had to blink it here as soon as I saw that. Apparently, the Patriot Act is technically no longer a law. Yay! Uh, it didn't get reauthorized, and uh, they just kept not reauthorizing it for a long time. It's been gone since June, at least, apparently. Technically lapsed in March, but that's an extension filed, and... Uh, I don't know if this actually changes anything because um, I don't know how legal a lot of the shit they were doing before was anyway, and I don't think they've stopped doing anything. But uh, Patriot Act, at least in name, is gone. Score one for partisan gridlock. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is good. I mean, the Patriot Act had a lot of legal authorization for surveillance and information gathering uh, that could definitely be used for nefarious purposes. Yeah, and was... Practically speaking, mostly used for drug prosecutions and other nonviolent vice crimes like prostitution. Yeah, really very, uh, very little to do with terrorism. So, yeah, this is yet another underappreciated win for drugs in the drugs war. <laughs> it was definitely the step one to totalitarianism, so glad it's gone. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right, and the last piece of happy news we have is a study that just came out a few days ago um, about police body cameras. And they actually found that, and this is uh, disagreeing with some other studies, that body cameras on police actually may work in getting the police to behave better. Um, they looked at more than a thousand agencies and attempted to study the causal effects of, of use of force um, from body cameras and they found the use of force goes down um relationships with the local community are better uh, and um it it seems like that's what they were supposed to do um and this is by no means conclusive evidence but it it had been thought before this that the 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 body cameras didn't really do that um that the preliminary studies showed that they didn't and that that they mostly just um you know uh they mostly just exonerated police when they came up and that if the police were going to do anything uh, uh, nefarious, they would just switch them off. Um, but this study suggests otherwise. So uh, obviously lots more study to do here, but this is uh, definitely a, uh, a big, if true reminder, fortnightly reminder, social science is hard. Cut us some fucking slack. You probably couldn't <laughs> do it if you wanted to. So the fact that we're bad at our jobs 
doesn't give you a right to criticize us. We'll figure it out eventually. Maybe. Hopefully. Possibly. Disclaimer. It does give you the right to criticize them. Yeah, I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And that takes us to troop deployments. As we all know, politics is the mind killer and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our three hosts to send a soldier out onto the battlefield every episode. And we will start with David. Yeah, so I am going back to my roots of having troop deployments that are just like about cool, fun stuff and not about politics. I have had a rough couple of weeks, uh, both because of, you know, the election and all that bullshit, and also just because of, like, personal stuff. And, god damn it, The Mandalorian Season 2 was is so good so far. And Star Wars is great. And we, we should... Down with politics, up with Star Wars. Like, let's please just go back to a world where we can enjoy stuff and especially star wars and especially baby yoda without having to fucking murder each other over everything and have gulags fighting against concentration camps and oh my god i uh, i'm i'm going back i'm going back to watching the mandalorian now okay bye thank you david Uh, eniash uh, my troop deployment is probably one that you've already heard a lot, but basically that uh, I don't think this win was big enough. Uh, it, and in that regard, I'm counting it as sort of a loss. Uh, I mean, it's great that Biden got in. I'm so, so thankful we don't have to deal with another four years of this Trump bullshit. But uh, the, we, there really had to be a large public repudiation of Trumpism in general uh, for the Republican Party to abandon it. Like They needed to see a huge blue wave to get the message that this is not um, a effective way to try to rule the country, and they did not get that at all. Uh, so I think there we will be more Trumps in the future and four years to come with perhaps a little bit more refining, but still going to have the populist division, and um, I'm not looking forward to that. Fuck em 2024. The public sucks. Fuck hope. Uh, David with the George Carlin quotes. All right, and and my troop deployment is that um, this past week, America won. Uh, Donald Trump was not a good president. He was ineffective. He was he was ineffective. He treated the country like his own personal ATM. He just screwed up basically everything we needed him to do, and did a lot of things that were lose lose for everybody um and there are and and he's going to be gone in january and that is a big win um even if it didn't come with everything we wanted it to and even if it drag on and took forever and it was traumatic and has left everyone a little traumatized um but it's really really good news um if you have any hope for this country um, so I think that for now, we should uh, be happy about that and we should not feel bad uh, if we want to celebrate about it and um, that our country uh, is is going to be a little bit better soon. And it won't be perfect, but it will be better. Cheers. All right. That's our show for this week. Uh, everyone, remember to follow us on whatever podcast program you use. 
Um, leave us a review if you love us or hate us. If you really loved us, subscribe to our Patreon. For $5, you get access to all our bonus episodes, which I promise we will make again um, probably soon. Um, and come back. We'll be back in two weeks. Same rat time, same rat channel. Bye.